The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Be careful not to parade your good deeds before men to attract their notice. By doing this, you will lose all reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give alms, do not have it trumpeted before you. This is what the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets to win men's admiration. I tell you solemnly, they have had their reward. But when you give alms, your left hand must not know what your right is doing. Your almsgiving must be secret. And your Father, who sees all that is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not imitate the hypocrites. They love to say their prayers standing up in the synagogues and at the street corners for people to see them. I tell you solemnly, they have had their reward. But when you pray, go to your private room. And when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in that secret place. And your Father, who sees all that is done in secret, will reward you. When you fast, do not put on a gloomy face as the hypocrites do. They pull long faces to let men know they are fasting. I tell you solemnly, they have had their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that no one will know you are fasting except your Father, who sees all that is done in secret. And your Father who sees all that is done in secret, will reward you. The Gospel of the Lord. In a moment we're going to have ashes placed on our forehead in this incredibly powerful gesture of every Ash Wednesday, of making a cross of ashes on our forehead. What is the meaning of this gesture? Why? Why do we do this gesture? I think a lot of us can, can feel that it's a beautiful gesture of witness. It's true, especially maybe if sometimes you've been to Mass on Ash Wednesday in the morning and then gone to work with the cross on your forehead or gone to school, then people will really notice it and, it and it surprises people. And for one day in the year, it's really visible that we are Christians. It's, a, it's an act of witness. It's not the first meaning, though, of why we receive ashes on our forehead. There are two other big aspects Firstly, it's a reminder that we are mortals. That God created us from the dust of the earth and that our time on this earth is limited before 
we return to the dust from which we came. We're mortals. That's why one of the formula that the priest can say as he imposes the ashes is remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return. That can sound like a very gloomy thought but it's good to remember it from time to time. Our lives are limited. We have to think about what's coming afterwards. We have to think about how we will feel when we are confronted with the day of our death. That's why we pray to the Virgin Mary every day, asking her to be with us now and at the hour of our death. The other meaning of the ashes is to remind us that we are sinners, as a recognition on our behalf, a humble recognition that we are sinners. That's why the other formula that the priest can say as he opposes the ashes or the minister is to say, repent and believe the good news. Believe in the gospel. That is what ashes originally came from, a gesture of penance that the Jewish people used to use as a way of recognizing their sinfulness and as part of that penance that they would offer to the Lord to be pleasing to him. But as somebody said to me today, we wear ashes because we are sinners. We wear ashes because we are mortal. But they are in the shape of a cross because we have a saviour. We have a saviour. And it's by looking to that cross already today that we begin this Lenten season. All the season of Lent only makes sense because we're calling out to God, asking him to come to us in a new way today, this year, renewing us to be our saviour in a deeper way, in a, in a more real way in our lives, to save us from our sins, to save us from death, and also to make us his witnesses. In particular, Lent is an extremely important time for all those who are going to receive the sacraments of initiation at the Easter Vigil. If you've been to the Easter Vigil, it's the most beautiful Mass of the whole year. It's also the longest Mass of the whole year, but it's the most beautiful Mass of the whole year. This is Saturday just before Easter Sunday in the evening, usually around 8.30. A beautiful, beautiful Mass. And one of the high points of this Mass is when the Christian community, in a way that we've done over centuries, ever since we've been a Christian community, welcomes new members during this solemn mass of Easter. And some of those who are preparing for those sacraments of initiation are with us tonight. They come here, they're present among us, maybe you don't know them, but they're present among us and they're receiving instruction in our parish so that they can receive the sacraments at the Easter vigil. Maybe some of them haven't ever been baptized. So they will be baptized here during the Easter vigil. 
powerful moment of the ceremony. Or maybe they were baptized, but they never received confirmation. Or maybe they were baptized in a different Christian denomination and now want to come into full communion with the church. All of them will receive the body of Christ for the first time in Holy Communion. That's what they are journeying towards all the way through this Lent. They're preparing their hearts so as to receive this great gift from God. God who gives himself to save them from their sins through baptism. God who gives his own life to them in Holy Communion so that they can receive that life which triumphs over death. God who commissions them and makes them his witnesses. For us too, those are three things that we should be journeying towards during this Lent. We should be asking God to save us from our sins. That's the first one. Just like he saved us from our sins at baptism. But let's ask him to come more deeply in our life and to root out all our sins so that we can truly live with him. The second thing that we ask him is to increase our Christian life within us. To increase the life of God. That's what it means to be a Christian. To have received the life of God into you. And that's what God nourishes every time we come to Holy Communion. God increases his life within us. And just like if you don't eat for several days at a stretch, you feel all weak, you feel like your life is ebbing away. Well, that's the same if we don't come to Holy Communion regularly. Our Christian life begins to dwindle. It begins... To become a bit weak within us. So that's why during Lent we have to try and journey towards the Lord who gives himself to us. And there's three ways that we can do that. Inspired by those three aspects. Witness. Saving us from our sins and saving us from death. Firstly, we can try during Lent to make a resolution that will help us renounce one of the sins that beset us, one of the sins that we struggle with. Maybe we know that we drink a bit too much, and so maybe we'll give up alcohol so as to to learn to control ourselves more, so as to shake off that sin. The second way in which we can make a resolution is not just a resolution to renounce sin, but also a positive resolution to foster Christian life within us. A very good resolution would be to make the resolution to read your Bible every day. That would be a wonderful resolution for Lent. And I guarantee that if you make that resolution, you will have a blessed Lent with the Word of God. And by the end of it, you won't be able to wait to encounter Jesus in this fabulous way at Easter the risen Jesus, resurrected Jesus. Because if you read a chapter of your Bible every day during Lent, it would take you about 10 minutes a day. 
You could get all the way through one of the Gospels, and then you could read another book of the Bible as well, one of St. Paul's letters, for example, even one of the longer ones. You have 40 days. So you could, you could read Corinthian, 1 Corinthians as well as St. Luke's Gospel, for example. That would be a beautiful Lent, and it would really increase the life of God within you. And it would also be wonderful, the third aspect, to take some sort of resolution to reach out to others during this Lent. Father John Jesus has been talking to us about the evangelization cells. And that's because it's so important for us as a church to reach out, to be missionaries, not to just keep the faith for ourselves, but to try to share our beautiful faith with others. That was the mission that we received at our confirmation. That's the mission that our RCIA candidates will receive at the Easter Vigil when they receive this beautiful sacrament of confirmation. So let's pray for our RCIA candidates, the ones who are going to receive the sacraments of baptism, confirmation, and Holy Communion at the Easter Vigil. They need our prayers during this time. It's a difficult time sometimes for them, this last moment of preparation. So let's really pray for them as a community, whole parish, praying for them, and also praying for ourselves that we may be renewed in the grace of our baptism that saves us from our sins, that we be renewed in the grace of our confirmation which makes us missionaries, and that we be constantly renewed in the grace of the Eucharist, Holy Communion, by which the life of God grows within us. Amen.